0: Rusty Quill Presents.
1: Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Minerva's Amusement Elevator Solution. No brakes! No brakes! That's right! Minerva's Amusement Elevator Solution is made with no pesky brakes to get in the way of your velocity, fun time acceleration! When will it stop? Will it ever? Grab on for the ride of your life as it goes up, up, up! Take a ride on the Nervous Amusement Elevator Solution. Save your regrets for tomorrow.
0: The nights in winter are longer, and colder, and darker from the chill. The tracks we follow in the snow, the ones dusted over into oblivion, where do they go? Where do they lead? Who wandered out into the cold, into the nothingness of the dark? Has that cold deadened our extremities so much that we cannot tell when we've been harmed? Are our feelings so dull from constant onslaught by the trials of life in winter? A lost appendage numbed only slightly tingly as we take another step under the brave ice. Breath so hot and can see it. What hunts in the dark? What subverts its own safety, Brave that cold? What dangers fall from that chill darkness into our flesh, splitting skin with a refined edge and cold slice, and then a low, calm burn as it scatters through us, it seems to come from everywhere. The warmth, and shock of it. A falling knife has no handle. The Department of Curiosity is an information-gathering organization that is intentionally shrouded in mystery. The primary agents of the DOC are known as the Curios. Anyone of sharp intelligence, regardless of age, can be recruited. And the only fundamental criteria is being small enough in stature to fit into tiny spaces in order to observe and document the goings-on in every corner of the city of Celine. They are masters at listening and deciphering sounds and have a variety of tools to aid them in their tasks. Each curio records the happenings in their particular assignment on a wax cylinder, which is then placed in a metal tube and dropped at secret locations around the city. It is unlikely you will ever see a curio without them wanting you to. Their masters are not just hiding but also blending in. If you do spot one by happenstance, You can recognize them by their signature black fedoras and ash-gray long coats. Most curios have some kind of specialty that lends to their duties. Some can listen through thick walls. Some can tell if someone was lying. Some have a complete catalog memory for voices and can identify anyone in the city from a cough or a whisper. Maisie Myers, a Curio of the Ghost Stories variety. Here is a beloved egg-shaped sad doll she named Mr. Fitz. And on this brisk morning was walking past her favorite noodle cart on her way to the curiosity shop that housed the underground headquarters for the DOC and its leader is known as the Grams. Maisie was sidestepping a melted puddle of slush just as she ran into a haggard-looking Inspector Bennett from Needle Street. Maisie, I was hoping to find you here. Bennett? You don't look so good. I've been up all night. Listen, I know you've never met her. But I know you've got years all over the city, and... I can't find my wife. Connie's missing. She's normally homebound. She keeps herself. She makes repairs for a tailor during the day, but she has a condition... She sleeps a lot and she can't go out much I I was hoping to publish a book for some extra money Pay for treatments We had a good day the other day We decided to go to the annual winter party for the inspectors And there was a magic show And she even went on stage for a trick But I I can't find her now She was in the apartment this morning And none of the constabulary has seen her about town I'm really starting to get worried It's cold enough at night now that someone could freeze This isn't like her at all Her family hasn't seen her Can you please check with the DOC? Can you see if anyone's heard anything? Can you do something to try and track her? I I, I think you have a better chance than anyone. Bennett? Of course, that's terrible. I'll let the others know. I haven't seen her. I've been out every night looking for my friend. Is that Antigone? How do you know that name? Temperance told me. I was interviewing the fulcrums about the disappearance of Fanny. Temperance told me about your night in the house. That your friend Antigone disappeared, or that she ran away? She's missing. Yes. She's a delicate sort. I need to find her. I feel responsible. It's my fault she's in danger. Doubt that, Maisie. Knowing you. But I understand. I'll keep my eyes out for Antigone if I see anything, and... Do you find anything about Connie? Of course. I'm on my way to see the Grams now. I'll let you know as soon as we find anything. <laughs> Maisie continued down the snow-covered sidewalks to Barton Lane, and down to the dark end. And the curiosity shop, the dirty window filled with trinkets. She opened the door... "'Ringing the little bell and went to the back "'where she dragged an old stool to the foot of a podium, "'stepped up on it, "'got close to the statue of a Cupid's head. "'She whispered in its ear, and the wall opened with a slide "'that led to the stairs down to the underground. "'But something was off. "'The door at the end of the hall was open. "'There were blood streaks on the shiny floor, "'and the attendant was nowhere to be found. "'Papers were pulled from the desk,' and the usual receptacle that held the incoming drop canisters was overflowing with metal tubes spilling onto the floor. The large doors open to the back room were wide open. In that room, there was a large table at the center, and there were three gramophones of different colors. Rosemary's was red, Edna was green, and Hyacinth purple. Edna, the green one was lying on its side with the other two grams aimed towards her a group of curios surrounded the table looking at the floor and at all the bits and clues what happened? I break in said a weird looking curio a bit taller than the others a young man with a very old face a boy that had been touched with the affliction of progeria Mickey, I thought you'd retired what are you doing here? Grahams called me in, Maisie. Said it was an emergency. It's bad, Maisie. Said Lily, a blind little girl curio with white irises. She picked up her little terrier in her arms who tried to lick Maisie's face. Maisie? Graham Rosemary. What is it? What happened?
1: Edna's horn has gone silent.
0: Who did this? Infected? A parasite?
1: No. This is something different. We've been tracking the parasite outbreaks across the city. We think this is something new. Their behavior is different. Parasites, they go wild. They make people bestial. We've been hearing something different. We've been hearing people more active at night. Had reports that they walk the street in their nightgowns. The sleepwalkers. Lily put herself in harm's way, but was able to capture the sound of one of them. They sound like this. These drift. Can't be swayed. Drifting in a nightgown, slipping past all security, muttering with their eyes closed. This one didn't communicate with us. It seemed to be under some kind of instruction. They're hunting us, Maisie. We don't know how, but they can see Curios they can hear us. None of our tricks work. We don't know who's behind it or where they're coming from, but more and more sleepwalkers are appearing in the city at night. They're quiet, even though their eyes are closed, they seem to see, and somehow they seem to be able to get in anywhere. Locked doors don't stop them. They got in upstairs and through the Cupid door without any force. Whoever it was came straight for Edna, reached out, and touched her, and she died of fright. We have a safe house hidden in the city, Maisie. We need to split up and meet there. Mickey will take care of us grams, but we need you to help the other curios get to safety.
0: Okay. I can do that. Fitz and I have to run home quickly and get something, and then I'll meet you there. Maisie. Mickey, I have to get my music box. It's almost dark. Go quickly, but meet at the safe house. We'll do a count to grab any stragglers. Be careful, Maisie. These things are dangerous. Thanks, Lily. I will. (laughs) Fitz, we have to be quick. I need to get the music box and get to the safe house. Yes, yes, I'll get your blanket. Where did I put it? Which one of these did I put it in? Oh, there it is. Shh. Did you hear that? Hold still. There it is again. What was that? I'm going to try to listen through the floor. Someone's at the front door They're downstairs They're coming up the stairs I'm going to try to hide Who are you? What do you want? Fitz, it sees us. Fitz, we have to get out of here. Who are you? What do you want? Put down that knife. He's blocking the door. Fitz, hold tight. We have to go out the window. I can't carry you and the music. at the same time, Fitz. It's too cold. My hands are freezing. I don't know what that is behind us. We need to just keep going. We're almost at the pond. We can go to Temperance. She'll help us. Oof. Music box. Fitz, come back. Fitz, are you okay? You look okay? Over here, under this tree. The music box. It looks like it's open. what that is. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, you know, Close your eyes, Fitz. He'll be over soon. It's... You hear that? It's the music box. It's playing. Antigone? Antigone, is that you? Antigone, I can hear you. Oh, there's something. There's something coming out of the music box.
1: Antigone,
0: there's something coming out of the music box, and it's it's going into the sleepwalker. Antigone, please come back. Come back. I'm so sorry, Antigone.
1: Come no. on, Come on,
0: No, Antigone, don't. Come on. Antigone, you don't have to kill him. No. You don't have to listen to Katarina. No, Tig, please stop. Tig. I'm so sorry, Tig. I'll find you, Tig. I'll find you. I'm sorry. Dick. Connie. Connie, are you home? Honey? Is that you? Honey? Honey, you're back. Honey, are you feeling alright? Why are you ripping the bedsheets? What are you saying? Where have you been? Connie, back up. Put down that sewing needle. Honey, no! okay? Hughes! Connie just attacked me. She's ice cold. She's not well. Did she sting you? No, I'm fine. She's unconscious, though. Poor thing. She tore the place apart. Sorry I had to give her a smack. She's gonna put that needle in your eye. I think she's having some kind of episode. The magic show must have been too much for her. What did you hit her with? My blackjack. Hit her right in the nap button. Good old kosh. It feels strange thanking you for knocking my wife unconscious. I thought she was better. Can you help me get her to the bed? Thanks. How? Why are you at my apartment? They gave me an extra beef dip sandwich to the cafe. I knew Connie was missing. Thought you could use it more than I could. Thanks, Hughes. She's out cold. suppose I'll watch her till morning and then call Dr. Quaid. Well, I suppose you don't mind some company. I'll heat up some coffee and we can eat these and nip some whiskey to calm those nerves. No, I couldn't. Actually, yeah. I haven't slept for days. You're a good man, Hughes. Well, I don't know nothing about that. Oh, would you looky this? Now that is a big needle. (laughs) Are the phantasmagoria releasing sleepwalkers upon the city? Will Connie recover? Will Maisie ever find Antigone and free her from the bitter blood of Katerina Fontana? Poor Graham Edna. Will the curios be safe? Or will the sleepwalkers put an end to all of their spying? Put on some coffee, and don't dare fall asleep. It's a long winter night on the next episode of Celine.
1: Feeling trapped in the attic? Ingested a parasite? Looking for a Lenny Penny? Come bask in the emerald green glow of a strange city lying alone. Join our Patreon for Celine Clever and Minerva might just let you pick her next solution. Join our Patreon, and no one will ever ask you for anything ever again.